Yun! Kamusta naman dyan, mga ka-meta? Kanina, uh, sinabi ko na anong maging meta natin today. Mag-focus tayo guys dito sa talagang malalang-malala na ang problema dito. Talagang grabe. Next level na itong educational crisis dito sa Pilipinas. Of course, soon, babalik na tayo. Hopefully, God willing, dun sa face-to-face classes. So, I'm sure, medyo nakapag... Uh, you know, sigh of relief yung mga ibang parents dyan na pagod na pagod na nagda-double time taking care of the kids, making sure uh, with online teaching. And let me reassure you guys, sa amin mga guro, no? napakahirap po magturo din online because we barely see the students. You know, there's privacy law. If they don't want to show themselves, wala kami mga gawa. So minsan parang kausap lang namin yung pader, di ba? And then we have to prepare PowerPoints, etc. So let me tell you guys, the past two years or so, has been a kind of a nightmare situation for a lot of teachers and educators. But at the same time, wala tayong choice. Eh. We have to adjust. So, you know, uh, so uh, at the same time, of course, yung online teaching nagbigay ng uh, iba't ibang oportunidad no, to have more flexible arrangements, you know, avoid traffic, not needing to go to the classroom, etc. But let's, uh, let's be honest, guys. Napakahirap magturo online. And also, it has been very, very difficult for the students and for their parents. So our best wishes... As we transition back into face-to-face classrooms, sana naman everyone keeps safe and hopefully uh, the transition will be as smooth as possible. Nonetheless, guys, hindi natin madideny talaga na napakamalala. No? Talagang grabe na yung next level ng education crisis dito sa ating bansa. And I must tell you, without divulging too much information, that I was also been, you know, quite troubled by some of the things I've seen over the years in terms of the deterioration of the level of education. Uh, you know, uh, you know, siyempre sa college level, sa graduate school level, you know, dapat talagang no tolerance for any kind of plagiarism whatsoever. And students, you know, have to really watch out, no? make sure walang plagiarism whatsoever because dapat talaga very strict ang school sa mga yan. So, yun ang, uh, I'm just giving my perspective from a tertiary education background, but I'm sure napakahirap din yung situation yun sa basic education uh, background. At uh, of course, tayo po ay mag- nagtuturo din sa graduate school. So, hindi lang sa undergraduate but also graduate school. Uh, so, you know, I, I have my views on teaching and the difficulties of teaching and also some of my concerns. I'm, I'm very impressed with the lot of students I've had. Uh, at the same time, we're hearing a lot of reports. A lot of students have been expelled, suspended, among others, for plagiarism, for all sorts of questionable, uh, you know, acti- uh, ethical violations, etc. So, yun, guys. No? So, upholding those basic standards is very, very important. Now, balikan natin ang Pilipinas kasi mahalaga itong issue ng edukasyon dahil malaking bagay ito pagdating sa uh, kinabukasan ng ating bansa, ating ekonomiya at ating demokrasya. Mahirap po na magkaroon ng isang uh, malakas, matatag at uh, you know, uh, functional no, na demokrasya kung hindi maayos po yung kalagayan ng edukasyon uh, sa ating bayan. At kung nasa krisis parate yung ating mga educational institutions. No? At kung hirap na hirap na po yung ating mga guro, at kung may pagkakulang ng gobyerno dun sa investments, uh, dun sa public education systems. Pero to be honest guys, mukhang yung educational crisis natin cuts across the board. I mean, we're looking at multiple levels. We're looking at private school, public school. So may kailangan talang, talaga tayong gagawin dito. And just to... Put things into perspective. I mean, just look at the numbers, guys. The Philippines is effectively, ito ha, number one na naman tayo. Mga kameta, in the time of tatay, number one na naman tayo in the worst way na naman possible. O, kung hindi number one, malapit na doon. So, ito ha, 
So, lumabas yung itong report. Nako po, pag makikita niyo yung report na yan. Talagang we are incomparably in a bad state pagdating sa uh, educational system natin, yung, yung learning, deprivation, etc. So, you may have seen already this really troubling, depressing, uh, nakakagalit, nakakagigil na uh, data. So, ito guys, ano yung kinanin dito? So, ito yung World Bank. Pakita ko sa inyo. Oh, by the way, guys, nagsiset up na ako. Hopefully, we'll do more. Because I'm using just my laptop, eh. I'm trying to check what are my options to set up na lang from my laptops and all. Para mas magandang graphics and all. But, you see, this is the learning poverty. This is Singapore. So, this is the gold gold standard. The Philippines is very much at the bottom of the li- this list, no? And the numbers are are just mind-boggling. I mean, my goodness. So, ito yung school-going children's percentage of, no? So, ito yung report ng World Bank measuring learning poverty. Uh, ito yung kakayahan or pagkakulang sa kakayahan ng mga bata pagdating sa reading, understanding, uh, you know, uh, age-appropriate short texts by the age of 10. No? Uh, so, ito po ay isang report covering all sorts of countries all around the world. No? At dun sa mga Asian countries, very much bottom ng Pilipinas. And if you look at the numbers... I think this puts us easily among the worst on earth, right? Ayan. Number one na naman tayo, guys. So look at how crazy the numbers are. So when it comes to learning poverty, ito yung pagkakulang dun sa kakayan to read and understand short age-appropriate text. Yung learning poverty percentage sa Singapore ay... <coughs> Sorry. Grabe yung... Puyat natin, mga traffic and driving and all of that, napagod tayo. Kulang tayo sa vitamins. Sa Singapore po, ang learning poverty is 2.8%. Learning deprivation is 2.7%. Schooling deprivation, yung mga hindi nakapunta, nakakapunta sa, uh, 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 you know, sa, sa eskwela, pagdating sa basic education, or the, up, the, up to the age of 10, 0% po. So, just over 2% in Singapore have been suffering from learning, learning poverty, learning deprivation. Now, you should you could say, well, Singapore, city-state, malit na bansayan. I mean, come on, it's incomparable. Okay, let's look at a bigger one. South Korea, learning poverty, 3.2%, slightly higher than Singapore. Learning deprivation is actually lower than Singapore, 0.8%, but schooling deprivation is not 0%, but 2.5%. Let's go even bigger. Let's go Japan. Japan, the numbers is 3.6%, 1.8%, and 1.8%. And then, pwede sabihin, well, come on guys, Singapore, South Korea, Japan, mga mayaman na bansa yan, hindi tayo comparable dyan. O, di, okay. Doon tayo sa mga kapitbahay natin na developing country. Vietnam, learning poverty is 18.1%. Ibig sabihin, less than 1 out of 5 Vietnamese children up to the age of 10. Now, problema sila in reading and you know comprehension of age-appropriate text, yung mga basic education text. 18.1% din sa learning deprivation, pero zero ang Vietnam pagdating sa schooling deprivation. And to think Vietnam, guys, was poorer than the Philippines until recently in per capita income. Meaning, yung GDP nila, total economic output divided by population. And kung nakapunta kayo sa Vietnam, actually medyo rustic pa rin ng Vietnam. It's not still the level of Jakarta, Manila, or even Bangkok. no? So, Vietnam, a poorer country for a long time than the Philippines, many Southeast Asian countries, has zero percentage schooling deprivation and less than one-fifth of people 
uh, of children uh, up to the age of 10 suffering from learning poverty and later learning deprivation. The numbers in China are very, very similar, almost exactly identical, 18.2, 18.2, and 0. Then you go to Thailand, which is more similar even to the Philippines. Hindi naman sila communist country. For quite some time, they were, uh, they were populist, democratic. The numbers there are 23.4%, 21.4%, and schooling deprivation is only 1.9%. Then we go to neighboring Malaysia. The numbers are surprisingly higher, considering Malaysia is actually per capita richer. The numbers are 42%, 41.7%, but only 0.5% in Malaysia are deprived in schooling. Now let's go to countries that are even more similar to the Philippines, relatively poor countries and relatively populist countries and relatively dysfunctional democracies. Indonesia's numbers suddenly jump up. Learning poverty is 52.8%. Learning deprivation is 49.4%. Schooling deprivation is 6.8%. India, giant democracy, dysfunctional democracy, Tatai-style politics, also 52.8% learning poverty. Almost, I mean, it's identical to Indonesia. So Indonesia and India are at half, half of their children almost. Up to the age of 10, I may problema pagdating sa reading comprehension, no? Now, eto na, eto na talagang the best talaga. Ganyan talaga pag napakagaling ang mga presidente natin, napakagaling ang ating mga uh, nasa gobyerno, yung mga talagang Dolomite style governance. Eto, 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 mga kadolomite, mga kadolomite, mga tuwan-tuwa sa Dolomite governance, yung mga... Tuwang-tuwa sa mga nagsasabi 3 to 6 months, Singapore style. Yung mga ka-unity. Kamusta na kayo dyan? O, ito, ito. Ito ng numbers of Philippines. Ha? So, just give you a breakdown. Singapore learning poverty is 2.8%. Vietnam is 18.1%. Thailand is 23.4%. Malaysia is 42%. Indonesia, yan, nakakalungkot na yan, 52%. Ganon din sa India. Pilipinas, guys. Ito na, ito na, ito na. Number one. 90.9%. 90.9% ng ating kabataan up to the age of 10 ay may, may, may pagkakulang dun sa reading comprehension. Reading and understanding short age-appropriate texts. 90.9%. As in, nine, more than 9 out of 10. Learning deprivation, 90.4%. Although, in fairness, sa schooling deprivation, di tayo number one sa bo- from the bottom, right? We're better than Indian Indonesia. They're 6.8%, we're 5%. Pero guys, off the charts to. Next level na to. Best president in the solar system level na ito, guys. 90.9% ang learning poverty sa Pilipinas. So, barely 1 out of 10, up to the age of 10, can you know, optimally read and understand short age-appropriate text. 90.4% yung learning deprivation. So, may pagkakulang dun sa edukasyon, dun sa training, sa pasilidad. So, and to consider na hindi naman lahat ng mga eskwela natin ay, ay, ay privado or public, that means this problem is cutting across all educational institutions at the basic level at least. Both private, both public, both provincial, both in the big cities. Tapos sasabihin, best in the solar system tayo. Ayan. Now, sasabihin nyo, wow! Wow! 
Uh, bias yan. Bias. Bias ang World Bank. Mga ka-unity. Bias daw ang World Bank. O di sige. Huwag kayo maniwala sa World Bank. Sige na nga. Sige na nga. O dito tayo sa ibang test naman guys. Eto, 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 eto. Mas map- maging number one tayo dito. Eto talaga. Wala na talagang ano. Eto. Philippines lowest among the 58 countries that were included. Doon sa listahan. Uh, na mga kabataan in terms of their math, science, competency. So, ito yung... Ah, ibang klase. Ito yung The Trends in International Mathematics Science Study 2019. Pinapakita ng Pilipinas sig- scored significantly lower than any other country nag-participate dyan in grade 4 math and science assessments. So, ito yung kasama doon sa... Trends in International Studies, Mathematics and Science Studies 2019, so TIMSS, no? The Philippines scored only 297 in Mathematics and 249 in Science, which are significantly lower than any other country. So, uh, you can imagine other countries are several times. So, give, to give you an idea, Philippines nag-297 and 249 in Math and Science. Singapore... 625 and 595. Alright. For grade 8 nila, ang scores nila ay 616 and 608. It's almost three times higher yung scoring nila. Ibang level. Ibang level. Ibang klase. Ibang klase. Ibang klase to guys. Sa mathematics, only 19% of Philippine students were on the low benchmark, which means that they had some, quote, basic mathematical knowledge, while 81% did not even reach this level. Ayon dun sa study, yung Filipino students at that level, basic education, they can add, subtract, multiply, and divide one and two-digit whole numbers. They can so- solve simple word problems. They have some knowledge of simple fractions and common ge- geometric shapes. And the students can read and complete simple bar graphs and tables. But, laki ng problema, anything beyond that. Dito, pagdating sa siyensya, 13% of Philippine students were also in the low benchmark. No? With, quote, limited understanding of scientific concepts and limited knowledge of foundational science facts. 87% did not even reach this level. So, yung, yung minimum threshold ay hindi nakabutan ng 87% pagdating sa siyensya. Ay nako, I mean, if this is not a crisis, I don't know what is a crisis. No? Now, prior to, the Philipp- prior to this assessment, the Philippines actually ranked in the low 70s dun sa 2018 Program for International Student Assessment. Ito yung PISA, where the Philippines placed 79th in reading out of what? 80, 80 countries? With an average of 340 against the... Yung average ng Philippines is 340. Yung world average, yung in-average na naman lahat ng mga ibang bansa ay 487. So, way below the average of everyone else. Sa mathematics dito sa PISA naman. So, this is different, guys. Doon sa minention ko kanina. Na, so, dalawang assessment yun, guys. Ah. One is... Uh, TIMSS, T-I-M-S-S, Trends in International Mathematics and Science, Study 2019, yan, kulelat, literally kulelat. The other one is itong PISA ranking, eto, kulelat din, no? Practically bottom of the list, no? I think we only beat, we're able to beat one country, I don't know, some Latin American country or something like that, but 
my goodness guys, this is crazy. I mean, this is next level crazy. So yung mga nagsabi na, oh, dito tayo sa problema na tayo, nabubudol tayo, etc. Dahil, dahil sa disinformation, dahil sa Facebook, dahil sa blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, if ganito ang level ng edukasyon ng ating bansa, no? Uh, kung ganito po, kagrabe yung crisis sa ating educational system, then clearly the root cause of the problem, meaning susceptibility of people, disinformation, budul-budul, bardagulan style, whatever, is because of institutional failure, particularly dito sa education, basic education. And when your basic education is palpak, you push up students all the way to college who are have no idea what's plagiarism, right? And they think they can get away with plagiarism, right? Uh, you have students who, you know, submit papers that you, you have no idea if this can pass any basic threshold of acceptability, right? And nakaabot pa ng college yung iba dyan. I don't know how on earth it, this happened. But ibang class ito, guys. Because the basic education is a reflection of a, a bigger problem. And at the same time, it tells you what the crisis is awaiting us in the decades to come. Ito mga kabataan na yan, magka-college na yan in the next 5 to 10 years. Good luck na lang, di ba? Kung ganito, kung hindi natin ayisin ito, kailangan talaga, guys, ng parent intervention dito. When, I mean, uh, sorry, adult intervention dito, no? Malaking problema yan, malaking problema. And the, yung mga parents ay dapat nakatutok dito at tulungan nila yung mga estudyante. Yung mga teachers dapat kumuha ng sapat na suporta. Yung Department of Education, yung Secretary of Education dapat ay someone who knows what he or she is doing. And to be on, and someone na dapat honest dito sa problema na meron tayo. No. The worst thing that can happen is this. Denial of the problem, not releasing the numbers, and... Having parents who want to enable incompetence or trying to make excuses for their children na hindi nila kasalanan yan, pwede pa yan, etc. Right? The parents have to do their job. And one of the things they have to do is to help their children to do better in school all the way to college. Right? Instead of denying the problem or trying to make excuses. No? And doon naman, pagdating sa, sa gobyerno, my goodness, we have to be honest, we have an educational crisis at the highest level. Now, uh, you think I'm saying this now? No. Six, seven, eight years ago, I was already saying this, that educational crisis is a big problem in the Philippines. I even said it's our Achilles heel. So, hindi ito out of nowhere. Oh, 2013 pa lang, guys. Meron na ako nasulat dito sa issue ng education crisis. It was a blog post I had uh, for a Huffington Post. No, I mean... 2013 pa lang guys, I've been mentioning this problem. It just got worse over the past 10 years. I mean, this is insane guys. Next level. Titignan mo guys yung ating ano. <coughs> Sorry. Titignan nyo guys yung ating uh, universities. Kahit UP. Uh, kung saan tayo galing. Napaka-proud tayo dyan. But now, tingnan mo naman yung rankings ng UP. Sa Asia pa lang, hirap na hirap na. So, <coughs> Sorry about that. We are seeing a generational educational crisis here. And, and this, guys, is crazy. Next level. Now, you think this is just basic education? My goodness. Now, there's this report, for instance, about this guy who was reappointed at a very high level. Etong tao na tong, yabang-yabang, minsan nagkakriticize sa akin, zero ang publication niya. You Google Scholar, this guy, his name doesn't even come out, alright? And then he dares to question guys like me who have double-digit H index on Google Scholar. But anyway, like, I don't know how these guys end up even at that high level. They have, they have, no, they have no quality publication whatsoever, right? 
mga nagko-collect na lang ng mga degrees 'yan at malakas sa mga ano na alam na. So <laughs> I don't wanna even go there. I mean, guys, wakainit lang ulo ko dito eh. Puro mga ano, operator lang yung mga iba dyan eh. So, you know, we're, we're having a serious problem, guys. Ako, I always say, no? I always say, dun sa, even sa higher education, sa college level, I say, if you're a professor, you have to produce. You have to publish. You have to get published. You have to get out book. You have to get out journal articles. Books, dapat internationally published. Books, dapat university press as much as possible. Journal articles, Lapat yung mga IS, uh, you know, I mean, yung ISI, mga, uh, yung mga index journal articles. Philippines very low publication rate, no? At the highest level. And nakakalungkot yan considering marunong tayo mag-ingles. Considering we have had decades of experience of engagement with the Western top universities. At ngayon, Indonesia mga ganun, natatalo na tayo sa English language publications. I'm not even talking about local language. I mean, guys, this is crazy. This is a crazy situation. Kaya talaga dapat something has to be done about it. Now, I'll tell you what has not been done about it. And I'll tell you how, where we're going. So, for instance, if you look at this report, actually, Philippines had decreasing numbers. Ito by uh, Professor Villegas. No? Uh, pagdating sa scores ng Philippines sa mathematics and science achievement, actually, our scores decreased by 61 points. Uh, from 358 in 2003 to 297, and then by 83 points from 332 in 2003 to 249. So this is our score from, uh, I think this is 2013. So this is the scoring between the years 2013 and 2019. So over the past decade, guys, actually, lumala lang situation. Hindi siya gumaganda. No? So something serious is actually going on there. So again, uh, check itong article by uh, Professor Villegas. I'll post that there. The numbers are there. Now, there's also a very interesting article, guys. I want you I, I want you guys to check it by our good friend, Buchanko, a very, very capable columnist, business columnist, who was among the first people, all kudos to him, uh, to raise issue dito sa World Bank study na pinakita na more than 9 out of 10 Filipinos, kids, you know, uh, up to the age of 10, may problema dito sa reading uh, comprehension no now kung titingnan mo my goodness yung yung rating ng Philippines uh, off the charts it's incomparable even to the problematic other problematic countries in Southeast Asia no now ayon sa kanya there are people inside the government who have acknowledged na may malakita yung problema dito no but uh mukhang things are not being done the way they should so just to read from this is the article of Puchanko learning poverty uh niya Philippine Star on August 10. So it's just the other week lang. Ito ah. Ayon sa experto daw, this situation should not come as a surprise. Apparently daw, ayon sa kanya, DepEd knew how the big the problem was but decided to sweep it under the rug. At one point daw, yung DepEd no longer wanted to cooperate with international testing because they already knew how bad it is and the test would confirm their abysmal Failure. So, <laughs> hindi lang denial. Ayaw talaga makipag-cooperate daw sa mga testing para hindi mabuking yung kakulangan sa mga institution natin, di ba? Uh, uh, ayon, ayon kay Buchanko, an expert told them that we do we do actually have national achievements test, ito yung NAT, almost annually for grade 6 and grade 10. But, ayon kay Buchanko, DepEd doesn't release the results for public analysis and discussion, treating test results like a state secret. I don't know, man. I mean, this is crazy. 
Kasi nga, kung narilis ito sa public, magkaroon na malaking discussion. Baka may embarrass sila, ma-expose yung kakulangan, incompetence and sin all. So, so Buchanko is quoting these experts from inside the government saying, we, the DEPET, even CHED, PRC, uh, PRC etc., must change our attitudes toward test results and learn from them well. We can't diagnose well if we don't have good information. We can work. We can't work with hypothesis forever. We need to find rigorously validated solution. Kailangan pag-aralan na mabuti. Saan tayo nagkakulang? Saan tayo dapat uh, mag-ayos, di ba? Now, this thing is gonna snowball and get out of control in the coming years and decades if there's no intervention at this point in time. So former NEDA Secretary Ernesto Pernia pointed out that, but quote, by 2028, there'll be 10 million more Pinoys, around half of them, from poor families, currently the Philippines already has 28 million children, youth in basic education. So you're looking at a huge number. So if more than 90% of these 28 million people in our basic education system are facing one sort of education crisis or the other, good luck na lang sa atin yan. Now, I know there'll be debates about K-12. Now, obviously, the, the idea behind K-12 was to make us more aligned with international standards. Kasi sa kanila, K-12 din, diba? 12 years basic education before you go next. But we know that the implementation of K-12 has been quite also questionable and problematic. Some are saying too much stuff is cramped into it. Some are saying it's too much overextended. So we need to have a proper study also on K-12 and whether it's working. But more than whether K-10, K-12, K-14, K-9, whatever you want to put it, the fact of the matter is that if you don't get the basics right, if you don't do proper testing, proper results, proper evidence-based study, hindi yung dolomite style, hindi yung padinayal style, hindi yung tatay bara-bara style, we're not going to get to the bottom of these issues. In fact, one of the persons who has been pointing out the, the big problems, uh, problem we have been facing with the educational system is that is Representative Joy Salceda, a very smart guy, an economist by training, who has been saying that more than 80% of Filipino children uh, you know, are not getting the basic education they really deserve and they really should get uh, if they want to be uh, fully optimal in terms of their contribution in the national economy and also optimizing kanilang uh, kakayahan, no? So ayon sa kanya, uh, base sa mga global assessment, free global assessments, only 10 to 22% of grade 4, 5, and 9 students in the Philippines posted, quote, at or above minimum proficiency. Minimum proficiency man lang, hirap na hirap na tayo. Ayon kay Salceda, we'll get through this pandemic, economic crisis come and go, but literacy and its permanent effects on growth and intergenerational poverty stay. That is why this report is alarming. Unless we make drastic changes to the situation, our actual economic growth will always be much less than our potential. And poor kids will likely have poor families and have poor kids also themselves. So it's really an intergenerational problem. Now, I didn't even go to the next thing, which is, my goodness, yung issue ng malnutrition and growth stunting dun sa, sa ating mga kabataan. Because the ability of children to also properly absorb the lessons, no matter how good yung teaching is, also depends on whether they're getting the proper nutrition. Isa pang malaking problema yan. Kaya nandun sa mga ibang bansa, mga eskwela, nagpo-provide din sila ng pagkain, basic nutrition. Uh, especially dun sa mga uh, galing sa more indigent or less privileged background. So we have to have really serious intervention these guys, no? Uh, so, uh, you know, the cost to the GDP could be 05 to 0.7% uh, di dahil dito sa disruption sa schooling amidst the pandemic and 03 to 0.5, 4% <coughs> sorry, for GDP for the entire productive life of this generation of students. Uh, this is what uh, uh, Albay Congressman Salcedo has been saying in terms of long-term impact and also collective impact ng itong educational crisis na meron tayo. It's going to deprive them of a good life, 
of the best possible life they deserve. It's also going to deprive our economy, our country of the workforce we need, an optimal uh, workforce, a, a workforce that has literacy, functional literacy to really be competitive in the 21st century. So guys, talagang malaking problema ito. Kaya, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, Vice President Sara Duterte is now the, the DepEd. Some have raised questions on whether she has the proper background or training to be there, where she's a lawyer, at, at least. I mean, she, at least she, you know, she finished school and all of that, unlike some other people. Uh, I, 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 okay, but, but let's see. I mean, let's see what kind of intervention she's going to make here because, guys, for a moment, can we just go beyond just blaming this president, that president per se, right? As much as I'm so much against Dolomite populism and all. And, and, and let's please encourage our government to do something about this. And dun naman sa parents, wag kayo in denial. Help your children, help, your student, help the students. College man lang, undergraduate man lang. Instill in them basic ethics. Instill in them basic respect no, for good education. Instill in them a passion for learning. Instill in them the discipline that they need. Uh, and the worst, I mean, the worst kind of parents are parents who are, you know, in denier or enablers of students who are not learning, who are not doing well, and sometimes are plagiarizing, are not following the rules, violating the basic ethics. And at the same time, schools have to be very strict, guys, in pushing the children to do their job, to learn. And if there are unethical acts, whether it's plagiarism, where it's cheating, whatever, there has to be a very strong response to draw the line and set a good precedence, right? Kung style lang natin is, hayan mo na yan, hayan mo na yan, yan ang problema. Hinayaan nung, nung basic education, hinayaan nung high school, pagdating sa college, hinayaan tuloy kung ano nung kalakuan ng ginagawa, sila pang, ano, sila pang galit, diba? Ay, hindi pwede mga ganyan style, diba? And then mamaya ang problema, like, syempre ako, I teach also graduate school. Mamaya ang problema, graduate school na, I'm not talking about any specific person, and then you, you read the paper and all, and you're not sure, like, does this meet even the minimum threshold for what, a paper should look like for undergraduate, forget about graduate school, right? So, yun ang problema eh. Kung palpak ka dito, di mo ayusin. You push it up, you push it up, abot yan sa college and graduate school. Kawawa rin yung mga professors nandun sa taas, no? Now, I haven't had the opportunity of teaching basic education. As I said, I taught college and graduate school, masters, etc. But, but I really feel for our teachers. I really feel dun sa ating mga colleagues sa basic education. I really feel for them, for senior high school, for those in the basic education. I really, really feel for them. But please, guys, please, guys, we really need to be honest about this problem, not to be depressed, but to be alarmed, and channel yung sense of alarm natin in the best way possible. And please lang, please lang, no time for... Uh, for Kapalpakan, no time for incompetent people being appointed. No time, guys, for bara-bara style. No time for denial. We have to be very strong about this. And you have to really ingrain, no, dito yung sense of ethical uh, conduct, a sense of love for, disi- discipline for uh, uh, love for discipline and discipline for education. At kung titignan mo yung mga ibang bansa na very successful, whether it's in Korea, whether it's in Hong Kong, it's in Singapore, whatever, a lot of these countries, they're also successful because A, their teachers are among the best paid and best monitored and meritocratically put there. B, they have very competent educational sec- education secretaries and leaders. And C, they have parents who do their job. They're not there to deny and baby their kids, especially when their kids are not doing their job or their kids are cheating, plagiarizing, whatever. No, the parents push their kids to be the best possible they could be so that they can get to the best schools, 
graduate from the best schools, be their own best versions, and contribute to the country. Right? So, ito ay isang hamon sa mga parents, right? Not to slack off, not to enable incompetence, lack of discipline, or even worse, unethical conduct. This is isang hamon ito sa gobyerno para ayusin natin yung Department of Education appointments, etc. Kailangan na, we have to be very honest about, guys. We have to be very honest about dun sa pagkakulang na meron tayo sa ating educational institutions. And we have to really get it tested over and over again and have an evidence-based solution. Right? Yan po ang mga kailangan natin. At pangatlo, sana tayo, mga ordinaryong mamamayan, we have to put constant pressure, guys. Let's not forget that bad education is bad for democracy. You create a population susceptible to disinformation, to manipulation, to budol-budol. You create a population that may not be able to compete in 21st century globalization, right? So, lahat na yan, guys. Ano, damay-damay na yan, guys. Damay-damay na yan. And then, yung mga iba na pwede na yan, pwede na yan, pinapasa yung estudyante, pataas na pataas, umabot ng college, ano to? Paano ka naging college? Paano ka nag-college ganitong level ng education mo? Right? So, there has to be intervention from the very beginning. Yung, yung ugat ng problema sa education crisis, dapat ayusin yan sa basic education pa lang. Dapat ayusin yan in terms of parent-student relationship. Parent-teacher relationship. That's what we see going right in other countries like Korea, like Japan, like Hong Kong, etc. And then also, of course, guys, we have to have a government that is honest about this and has evidence-based approach to solving this problem. Hindi lang denial mode. Hindi lang pwede na yan. Hindi lang wag tayo nega. Unity lang tayo. Ay, hindi pwede. Para tayo mag-unity sa kapalpakan. Di ba? Kailangan ayusin yan. We cannot be unified in kapalpakan. We have to be unified in fixing kapalpakan. That's the unity I want. Alright? Hindi tayo pwede, ano, 3 to 6 months, maayos ko na yan, yung mga bara-bara. No, we have to fix it. And kung na K to 12 yung dating administration naman, pag-aralan natin na mabuti, gumagana ba ito? And how to tweak it, improve it. Is it too much? Is it too little? Where can we tweak it? Where can we make it better? Now, you can see, I'm really passionate about this because I'm an educator. My mom is an educator. I come from a family of educators. So, masakit po sa amin yan when we see at ganong kalalim yung problema. Uh, sa edukasyon at hindi binibigyan ng sapat na atensyon. Alright? Or, we see certain peoples making it to college or even more uh, and then, parang nasaan yung, ano, yung basic proficiencies? Nasaan yung sense of basic ethical standards? No? Right. Eh, hindi pwede yan. And dun sa mga parents, please, please, help your kids to be better. Don't enable the, their, their incompetence or lack of, ano, by by trying to cover up for it, deny for it, and then hawain niyo pa yung mga teacher ganun. Hindi pwedeng ganun, alright? Do your job well. Work with the teachers. Work with the students. Be constructive. Something goes wrong. Make it right. By discipline, by hard work, by investing really in a culture of lifelong learning. Yan po talagang kailangan natin. So, foundation pa lang na education natin problemado na. Kaya, again, guys, yung mga nagsabi, ay, problema natin is disinformation ganun. You're, you're just scratching the surface. Disinformation works in a country where the basic education system is not preparing people to fight and cope with disinformation, right? Uh, disinformation works in a country where, when, when, you know, majority of the population is not trained to be their best version so that they can make the best choices politically, personally, so on and so forth, right? So, guys, yan lang. Yan lang sa akin. Sorry, medyo, ano na, pumupula na tayo. Uminit na ulo natin. Kasi nga, I really feel na hindi binibigyan ng commensurate atten- attention itong issue na to. At 
yung depth at talaga dapat mahusay yung mga tao dyan. They have to be really people on top of their job. They have to be honest. They have to get this done, guys. Kawawa yung mga kabataan. Kawawa mga kabataan. Tayo, mga adults, parents, teachers, let's help the children to do best. Let's discipline them. Let's make sure we inspire them. We motivate them. We intervene if something is going wrong, if they're not following ethical standards, if they're not learning. At the same time, we encourage them to learn more and move forward so that they can get into the best schools and be the best version of themselves. All right? Thank you so much, guys. Ito, magpahinga na. Ito, medyo may lagnat na tayo ng konti. Dahil sa... Hindi lagnat. Oh, may ubang man. Meron tayong konting, ano, colds ng konti. Dahil sa itong char natin. Grabing skate, grabing traffic dito sa Manila, grabe guys. Magka-level ng bakyo. <laughs> Ayan, good evening kay Judith Thomas, thank you very much. Kay Novelita Labrador, thank you very much. Kay Cyril Aguila, thank you kay Judith Kashtuper, love the green polka dots. Ayan, Sarah All, ay sana all. Yan ang Sarah All color ko. Ayan, thank you very much kay... Jean Rev for joining us. Kay Wena Marzan for joining us. Kay Fanny San Miguel. Thank you very much, Mom, again, as always, for your support. Thank you, Kay Rizal Amper. Good evening din sa'yo. Thank you, as always, to Riz Annie and Katrina Paladin Frias. Ayan, si Mitch. Ang hirap ng nasasanay na pwede ng standards. Ayan, yung mga pwede na pwede na ganyan. Nako po, nako po. Yes, I agree, Mitch. Thank you, Alan Yu. Kay Maria Esmeralda, sabi niya, Sa, napakasad naman daw yung situation Of course, dapat we instill Yeah, critical thinking That's what I had to say a while ago Even more ads I mean, how can you have critical thinking If basic comprehension, math and science Walang na problema tayo You get what I'm saying guys We have to really fix that Ads, uh, Miss Criola Thank you so much For support Kay Ena Makadangdang Thank you so much Kay Cherry Katakista Kay, uh, kay Nico Hapitan Kay Eliza Abigan, kay Mitch Isidro, kay Mian Luis, kay Beng Edisa, kay Odoy Rako, kay Nadasha, Natasha uh, Francis Tami. Thank you so much. Sabi niya, in, uh, in the interest of corrupt officials to keep their... Ah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sabi niya, mga corrupt officials want to keep people below their maximum potential. That's true. Or maybe not. I don't know. But I mean, we want, we want leaders who make the people more and more educated and responsible so that they get the best guys inside, not the worst guys, kakistocracy. Thank you, Mom Jocelyn Lumberi. As always, good evening. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kay Bibo Nagi, joining us from Saudi Arabia. Wassalamu alaikum. Shukra Habibi. Thank you, Lou Viana, Kay Claire Ben, Kay Patrick uh, Pasete. Is that correct? Sorry. Diane Liasos, uh, Hanski Elomir, Neo Rona, and Mam Fanny San Miguel. Thank you so much for your support. Don't say my name, stars, etc. Pasensya na guys, I hope hindi ako yung mukhang nag-ano lang, nagreklamo lang dyan or, or whining. I mean, you look at it guys, everything I talk about is based on evidence, it's based on studies. Hindi tayo nagbabara-bara dito. We're looking at all major assessments, PISA, uh, assessment, the World Bank study. I mean, all of them are pointing, uh, pointing at a very similar problem, no? A fundamental problem. We're looking at the TIMSS, Trends in International Mathematics and Science Studies. The PISA study, the World Bank study, all of these are showing the Philippines is very much in, a, in an educational crisis. And some longitudinal studies even suggest we're in a downward trajectory. Na lumalala pa itong... Sinasabi ng iba, ang problema natin, we, we're not as proficient in English na like... 
like before, including mga graduates ng UP, mga top schools. Uh, so, I don't know, things are getting even worse right now based on the studies and some of the longitudinal comparative studies we're seeing. So, my goodness, guys, my goodness. So, please, kung kayo ay parent, kayo guro, kayo ay isang mamamayan na active citizen, whatever, in whichever capacity, please try to push for... Kawawa yung mga bata kasi hindi nila kasalanan yun, guys. They don't deserve this. Our children don't deserve this. Our children deserve to get the best education, best nutrition, so that they can be the best Filipino, best person, best whatever they choose to be in for the rest of their life. Ang trabaho po talaga ng isang estado is, I'm Aristotelian on this, is to help each citizen to achieve their optimal potential or actualize their greatest potential. Right? So, yun pong trabaho natin. So, if, if yung mga ating kabata, 9 out of 10 ay may learning poverty base sa World Bank study, then we're, we're in a really, really big trouble. It's, the numbers are way worse even than Indonesia and India and completely incomparable to most of our peers in ASEAN and Asia. I mean, it's insane. Ayan. Singkong duling. Singkong duling. Kahit singkong duling improvement sana. Diba? Yan pong kailangan natin. So, thank you very much, guys. Muchas gracias. Uh, medyo magpahinga tayo ng konti, etc. So that I can recover. Medyo napagod talaga over the past few years. Eh, napupula na ako sa... Hindi ko alam kung dahil sa inis yan or pagod yan or whatever. But let's continue this conversation. Uh, um, hopefully, uh, based on some better news. no? Let's see what will DepEd do with, with what, what will Sarah Duterte do. Kaya nakasara all tayo dito. Let's see how things are going to move forward. But please, the first thing we need to do is not to enable incompetence. Not to be in denial mode. But to fix the problem. As parents, don't enable. Don't enable in the wrong way, meaning. But empower. Empower the students. Alright? Empower the students. Empower your children. Okay? Thank you very much. God bless. Marayam salamat. Adios. God bless.